Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Um, we just want to thank everybody that's been listening, that's been with us on these daily podcasts. We've got um, five or six countries now listening in. It's very exciting. Lots of awesome feedback. If you haven't already, please subscribe and then leave a review because that helps us get the word out to more people and, and share us in your Instagram story. Today, I want to call this podcast No Line in Sight. You know, I believe that you know, my job, one of my, one of the, the, you know, I would say unfortunate, but really it is fortunate jobs that God's given me is to be the person, just be that voice that can sometimes almost be irritating to people, but that voice that says, you know what, you don't just need to cross the line. You need to be so far away from that line. You can't even see it. No line in sight. So, you know, I'm not trying to live within my boundary lines as a believer. I'm not trying to, you know, just make sure that I do everything according to this, you know, and just be, just be, you know, right up against that line of what is, what is right and what is wrong. And, and just, uh, you know, make sure that I'm at least on the other side of that line. No, that's not the type of life that I'm called to live. That's not the type that of life that you're called to live. You know, we are called to set an example, you know, a lot of people have said, you know, I've stepped over that line and I'm not looking back. You know, I'm never going back to the things that I was before, but they don't move forward either. You know, they've maybe they stepped over the line. Maybe they're, you know, they're not doing what they used to do, but they're still living so close to that where they're not even now making any progression. You know, if you're asking, wait, can I do this and still be a Christian? Or can I do that? Is that okay for, for me, you know, as a Christian, can I still do that? You're asking the wrong question. It should not even be a question, you know, can I do this and still be a Christian? You know, because, you know, it comes down to this. It comes down to integrity. Integrity is birthed when no one is looking, where there's no accountability. You know, your pastor may not have a prophetic word to tell you what you shouldn't be doing behind closed doors. You know, your pastor may not see, but God sees. You know, I I, I can't go, you know, home with you and, and, you know, make sure that you go to bed at a certain hour and that you're not watching things you shouldn't be watching on your on your uh, iPad or whatever it might be. You know, but God sees. You know, everything is being recorded. And, uh, in, you know, if those things are going on in your life, you know, today is the day that you can say, hey, God, I'm sorry. Ask for forgiveness and, and turn it around. But, you know, God sees, you know, we judge ourselves by our motives. You know, we, we do things, you know, we post a photo, we listen to some secular music, we feel justified because inside of us, we're like, well, my motives are right. And I believe that they're right. You know, this is, this is my conviction. I don't have a, a problem with this. You know, this is what I feel is right for my life. But you know what? That's not what the Bible says. You know, the Bible says don't, there's no scripture that says, you know, live by your own convictions and just, you know, just as long as you feel okay with it, it's fine. No, you know, that's why God has given us the Holy Spirit. He's supposed to be our comforter. He's supposed to be our guide. He's actually like a GPS that lives on the inside of you. And so when you've over overridden him enough, you won't feel it. And then you can live by your own convictions, which will be the convictions of your flesh, which is going to let you do whatever you feel like doing. Um, but if you live by the conviction of the Holy Spirit, there's going to, you're going to, you're going to definitely feel that pull out of the things that would lead you into worldliness and ungodliness. And you're going to feel a pull, a stronger pull towards the things of God and towards holiness. And so far away from that line, you know, not even nowhere in sight of a line to, that needs to be drawn. 
you know, but a lot of people, and I want to tell you this because you judge yourself by your motives, but other people are judging you by your actions. And then they're assuming your motives after that, you know, they're going to judge you by the stuff that you post. They're going to judge you by the way that you dress. They're going to judge you by, you know, the, the actions, they don't see your heart. And I want to tell you, they're going to assume your motives are wrong. They're going to assume your motives are ungodly. And that's going to hold you back in life. That's going to hold you back from ever pursuing leadership opportunities. That's going to hold you back from getting to the place that God wants for you. And that's why the devil, he doesn't, he doesn't actually fully need you to be full out in sin as long as he can keep you tied up with one little thing, a little leaven, just something small that'll keep you out of the fullness of your potential. You know, we have to look at the fruit of our lives and say, does my example, do my words, my actions, do they show that I'm actually different than the world? Or if I was sitting somewhere, if I was sitting in a, in a coffee shop with my friends and we were just talking about life and somebody overhears it, would they hear the same thing that they hear at work? Would they hear the gossip? Would they hear the, the fighting, the backbiting, the two-facedness? Would, or would they hear something different and then know that I'm an example, that I'm different, that I'm, that I'm not somebody like everyone else that they meet in life? You know, uh, one, of my, one of the most amazing scriptures Something that I, I love is in First uh, Timothy, in uh, four twelve, and I'm going to read it to you. It says, "Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity." So you know, I believe that means my life needs to be so different that when people look at me, they're not they're not going to they 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 see something that they that they need they see the joy they see the peace they see the rest they don't see the the same thing that they see in everybody else that they run into in this world because I'm called to be an example my life has to set a standard a higher standard for this world you know I'm really tired of seeing people that if if it hadn't been for their Instagram um, little line at the top that says something about Jesus I would have no idea they were a Christian and I'm tired of that because man I'm so you know, I just want to be so fully immersed, so fully in that you can't, it's not even like you need to be distinguished. Every single thing that I'm, that I'm doing in my life is an example to people, to believers, to the world that I'm not the same, that I found a higher purpose, that I found a higher calling and that I'm going after it with a hundred miles an hour. You know, I heard someone say, you know, boxers are not, are not made champions in the ring. They're made champions in the things that they've done outside of the ring, you know, in the dedication to getting up early and running, in the dedication to getting in the gym and 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 working out, you know, those are the things you, you see. Sometimes people we look at the people who are getting elevated in life and we say, well, why are they elevated and I'm not? Well, the thing is, is that they were elevated, they were given a promotion because of what was done when no one was looking, what was done behind closed doors, what was done, but you know, when when nobody asked them to get in their word and read, what what they were doing to study to show them himself approved. And that's why God promotes people. And if you're wondering, that's, that's, you know, that's the testimony that we've lived is that, you know, God, God gave us some, some small things to be faithful with. And, you know, in a, in a very rapid way, we've seen God promote us into things. And we know that it's only be the beginning and, and, and by no means do we feel like we did this ourselves. You know, every good thing that we have comes from God and we are completely fully aware of it. Every good thing that we had before we were in ministry came from God. And every good thing that we have now as full-time ministers comes from God. And so, you know, I want to, I just want to encourage you, you know, make sure your life is different. You are not being legalistic to have boundaries. 
You know, when people bring that word, oh, well, you know, you just sound legalistic. You just sound legalistic. Like, I can't listen to this kind of music or I can't do that. that that's, this, is, this is just who I am. Well, good. You can be who you are. You're going to stay very small and very unimpactful to the world. If you're hung up on things like music and you're hung up on things that you have to have in your life, these little things, if you can't even give that little thing over to God, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to stay very small, you know? So, you know, we have to be at a place where we've not only crossed over the line, we're talking about the line is so far, far away that I forgot what it looks like. It's not that I'm just doing these things so that I, that I make it into heaven and, and that I'm a, you know, a good person. You know, the, the reason why I do the things that I do and set the example that I set is because I'm trying to lead other people with me. I'm not just trying to get myself there. I'm not just trying to squeak by. I'm trying to make an example of my life so that other people are going to see what I have and see what I enjoy and see the good things that God's given me because I've been obedient to his word and then want to follow that example. You know, the thing about compromise and the devil knows this is he, it it always looks small. It always looks insignificant. Compromise will always at first look small and insignificant. You know, you compare yourself to someone that's, you know, or or maybe the way that you used to be full out in the world. and, And then you think, well, this is just a small thing. This isn't a big deal. But a little leaven leavens the whole lump. It only takes a little bit of some compromise. And all of a sudden, you find you're, you're way out in left field. You're way, way far away from where God wanted you to be. For a lot of people, they just haven't closed the door on that thing. The very thing that God has been speaking to you about. Maybe it's been for weeks. Maybe it's been for months. Maybe it's been for years. And maybe you even had that conviction strongly right when you first got saved. And then people came around you and they told you that that was legalistic. And then you just overrode the Holy Spirit on that certain thing. Because, you know, there's a, there, when, when we first get saved, we're, you know, we're, it's like you don't even know there's a line that you cross over. You just know your life's brand new and you're just excited and you're happy to be living this new life. And then sometimes you get around Christians and they're living in compromise and they actually don't want to see you as on fire for God because they realize that it points out the areas that they've missed it and they will try to keep you back. And they'll say, oh, you know, it's fine. You can come out and drink with us. I mean, we're Christians. We do it. Or, you know, you, it's fine to, you know, to to, you know, sleep with somebody after, you know, if you're, if you're engaged, I mean, it's fine. You, you can, you can do that. You guys can live together. That's fine. No, absolutely not. You know, people will try to justify their own actions by telling you, um, that it's okay. You know, something, something that Ryan and I were very, very, um, you know, we just had made it up in our mind that we were going to be an example in our dating relationship, that it would be something that we could look back on and we could say, you know, thank you, Jesus, that we, that we made these boundaries. You know, we weren't in a, you know, here where we are in, in the river at Bible school, they have rules about dating and they have rules about, you know, guys and girls can't be in the car together and everything like that. Well, we, you know, when we were in Bible school, we had those rules. So everybody knows Bible school rules, you know, but we were, we were all out of Bible school many years out and and uh, when we when we got in our dating relationship we basically put ourselves into those rules into those bible school rules you know we weren't in the house together nobody enforced these rules for us nobody told us this is what we need to be doing cuz we can't be trusted if you no know, what it was is that we wanted to be an example the reason why we weren't in the house together wasn't because we couldn't be trusted to be alone it was because we didn't want to we didn't want the the by the off chance that somebody drives by sees my car out there is going to is going to assume the worst 
and is going to say, oh, you know, I, I just thought they were different. We're trying to be an example. We're not trying to, we're not trying to mislead somebody. You know, they're going to judge us by our actions, not by our motives. And sometimes people don't even know the full story and they still make a decision. And so, you know, we made those decisions that we weren't going to come, we weren't going to be coming close to a line. We were going to be very, very, very settled, very, very settled in our hearts that, you know, we, we've been called to be pure. We've been called to be an example to people of purity. And, you know, we, we were extreme in our dating relationship, but we both say today, if we could go back, we would be more extreme. We're grateful that God put people in our lives that, you know, have set great examples in marriage for us, have set great examples in dating, have set great examples in, in living life in a pure way before God, you know, um, the, the very areas, you know, that I used to get upset because there were some areas that I felt so strongly convicted in. And I felt like I was the only one of, you know, of a big group of people that would feel convicted in these areas. And now I look at my life and it's the very things that God is using me in, in the greatest way. And so if you feel you know, you you feel like, man, this this area just really bothers me. You know, this this I really feel like I need to make a change there. It's most likely because God needs you to fix that because He's trying to use you in that area. And so I just want to encourage you, you know, today, make today the day that you say, you know what, I'm tired of living how I've lived. I'm tired of being close to the line. I'm tired of, you know, people having to come up to me and, and correct me for small things here and there. I'm just going to, I'm just going to correct myself and I'm going to live far away from the line because I want God to use me. I want to be used mightily. I don't want to, I don't want to have small compromises in my life anymore. Today is the day that I'm saying no more. I'm, 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 that line is going to be so far behind me. I won't even be able to turn around and see it. I'm running after God and after the things of God and after purity and holiness and righteousness. And if this message has blessed you, please share it with a friend, send it to somebody and uh, have an awesome day. Get ready for God to do something amazing in your life.